Welcome to the Stories and Philosophies podcast. My name is Salem. If you're joining for the first time, this is a podcast that fits exactly with the, its description, their stories and their philosophies. Groundbreaking, right? Um, I offer this podcast as a way to dive into some personal, professional issues, things that I'm noticing as I move through the world and extrapolate philosophies from these stories. I do this in the tradition of an anthropologist, and so this is my way of moving through the world, of making observations of the world and sharing those observations in the form of stories and philosophies. So let's dive right in. Today's episode is about entrepreneurship, and as I thought about how I wanted to round out Women's History Month, what podcast I wanted to put forward, what was moving through the ethers of my mind, I thought a lot about women and entrepreneurship, particularly black women, particularly African women. So taking a step backward, if you have been a part of my life over the last few years, you know that I founded this brilliant, beautiful organization known as Afangide Global. Um, And basically, at its core, we are an agency that houses all African consultants and coaches to radically shift the face of knowledge production, whether that is in the political, ethical, Space, equity space or in the personal development kind of lifestyle change work um, it's a big big goal but to really center African women as producers of knowledge and as experts in the experiences that we have and as people who are able to extrapolate our experiences and offer them to the rest of the world in the form of tools and so I've been building that <laughs> over the last few months over the last few years, sorry, and in the next few months, there will be a lot of public unfolding of what the company is, but it's something I've held to my chest and to my team for over two years. In the process of doing that, I have steeped myself back into full-time entrepreneurship. And why this is different from all of the other ventures I've had is this is probably the slowest entrepreneurial venture I have embarked on so if you know me from previous businesses you know about the period care subscription box business you know about my lifestyle blog you know about um what other business yeah the law firm I started there have been all of these other businesses that have popped up um I started my first business as a Mary Kay independent consultant so I was doing makeup selling makeup and you know making people feel pretty and look pretty that was my first official job and then I started a little babysitting business when I was in law school to like get me through so they've all they've been all of these businesses some of them have been you know full-time things for a while others of them have just been things that I passed the time with but this is the first time I have built something that I knew was going to be here for the long haul, right? And so for me, it became important not just to do what I usually do, which is like run with an idea, start a thing, you know, talk to a few customers, like test on the go. It became important to take a step back and say, okay, I want to build something that outlives me in this company. How do I do that? Um, 
And I want to specifically talk about the process of entrepreneurship as a woman when you don't have people backing you, right? You don't have the venture capitalist. You don't have the trust fund to fall back on. And especially as a black and African woman, which is my specific context, it's not necessarily that the building of of your business is self-made because I don't necessarily believe in the idea of being self-made. I believe in community being community made because so many people contribute to help us along our success but more of entrepreneurship as a lonely venture where you may be supported so you're not necessarily like alone in it but you're not backed you're not supported with resources you're not resourced right you're an under-resourced entrepreneur you're an under-resourced founder you don't have venture um, coming in to back your idea you don't have a way to like do market research at the scale that you would want to have access to you don't you know all the buzzwords if you're like me who studied business right you know all the buzzwords you know what those ideals would be you know what she would do with like 10 20 50 100 dollars given to you right now to start your business but you're not starting from that point you're starting from whatever it's in your savings you're starting from whatever um, customer base you've been able to build and like their support right you're starting really really small and what does it mean to build something when you're not necessarily resourced and you recognize yourself as an under-resourced person i think for me the first step was that piece of just recognizing that hey like I don't have as many resources as I would like to have, you know, this business requires so much and I don't have all of the things that I would like to have to make this business what it could be and live into the fullness of what it should be. And then to say, okay, like what resources do I have, right? Like what, what is available to me? I may not be the most highly resourced person, but how can I crowdsource resources from the people in my community? What resources can I have access to that I can actually afford, right? And how do I start from that place of knowing that maybe I don't have all the resources that I need, but I do have some of the resources within my network that could be available to me, who's offering free business classes, who's um, doing grant writing right like what what are the things in your community that are there that you can already take access to that's within um whatever whether it's time whether it's money whether it's people that you have in abundance right like if you're starting a um, products-based business can you gather some of your friends together to help you do like pack your shipments together right like what can you do to garner support in the ways that you have available to you if you don't have other forms of uh, support available to you that being key and then just taking your time you know i think one of the biggest things that has been such a game changer for me in this particular business is taking my time ag global was a big idea and i think when i realized it to be a big idea I realized that maybe there wasn't as much of a rush as some of my other businesses that were just me things. You know, there were curiosities, there were passion projects, um, there were ventures, but this felt like something that was big. And so it became important to me to say, how am I going to just let this unfold at at its own pace, separate from the pace that I would want for it to unfold, right? Like who, how do I, how do I trust this idea to grow? And I think that has been 
the biggest area of learning for me to just trust the idea to grow on its own to like sell itself to the right people to do my part in learning about the idea so like as a custodian of this idea as a custodian of this business i'm building as a custodian of this problem that i'm trying to solve i have to like know the ins and outs of this idea of this problem that i'm trying to solve but it's also up to me to take the time to let it sell itself with that comes like the biggest advantage to me of being kind of this um self-supported founder recently i was thinking through how some of my friends in the business world um people who have business degrees like i do mbas and have gone on to start businesses with a lot of resources and support still consistently look to the resources and support to validate their idea right to to let them know that this was a good idea and i thought about the two-year process for me i think about the two-year mark of ag i remember telling my mom like i I don't care who doesn't think AG is a good idea. Like I think it's a good idea and I have experience to prove that this is a good idea. There's no proposal rejection. <laughs> There's no like maybe meeting with potential investors. There's no conversation I can have at this moment that will make me feel like what I'm building is not what is needed because I've taken the time to learn it. I've taken the time to learn my community. I've taken the time to learn who my potential customers would be. I've taken the time to learn about the type of team I'm building and the type of team I've built. I've had those conversations so much in the process of starting this business over the last 2 years in the startup phase of this business really and now I'm so secure in my knowing. I know it at a cellular level that what I'm building is important. And I think that becomes the advantage and the confidence that a self-supported a self-resourced founder goes out into the world with. And so to my women, queer folks, under-resourced people, as we round out this Women's History Month, I really just want to emphasize that even if it feels like this thing you're building is something you're building all by yourself, the level of confidence that comes on the back end of building something that you know is needed something that you've adjusted as you've gone along the way as you've gotten feedback something that you've sat with you've thought about you've like done your own surveys to see who's providing those same similar resources in the community maybe you've tried to partner with those people and seen the gaps of what their businesses their um the things that they're putting out in the world the gaps that those things create and then you've created your own thing that just feels like a niche that is so valuable and the confidence on the back end of that baby it is sexy it is powerful and it is motivating that becomes the intrinsic motivation that you need to get up every day you need to get up every week to do what needs to be done for this thing you've started because when you keep relying on that external validation when your idea is something that all of everyone in the world is like oh this is a wonderful idea like Yes, you're solving these big problems. Throw money at you, throw money at you, throw money at you. 
when the money stops coming, <laughs> when the investors stop knocking at your door, when the customer base is dissatisfied, you're not going to go to how can I innovate? You're going to go to like, maybe this is a terrible idea. Maybe, you know, imposter syndrome things, all of those things are what's going to come up for you. But when you've taken the time initially to say, nah, let me do the research. Let me do the work. Let me build this thing. Let me find the resources. Let me fail slowly. Let me take my time what emerges when you emerge and stand strong and stand confidently is that no matter what comes in the future of your business a you're able to innovate b your foundation is strong and c nothing that happens in the external world can change intrinsically the value that you have associated with this thing that you've built does that make sense because it makes sense to me does that resonate does that sit with you i hope it does i hope it encourages you because so many of my badass babes are going out here for women's history month this year in the last year they want to found things they want to like go out and pursue their passions and i'm just scared that when we meet those roadblocks that make us feel really under resourced we'll turn back and be like oh maybe i don't need to do this but i want you to know that even being under resourced is a skill all right, that's it for this week's podcast. Um, I will see you all again in about three weeks. Until then, take care.